What's up, Hawk Nation? Uh, my name is Drew Gwerder. I'm here with head coach of the men's basketball team in his ninth season, Omar Sanchez, for year two, episode four of the Hotcast. Omar, thanks for coming on today. Drew, thanks for having me. Wanted to kind of dive in. Preseason rankings came out yesterday for the Pac West. After making the conference tournament last year, we were ranked ninth, and I just kind of want to get your thoughts on that this year. Yeah, I, I found it to be interesting. I, uh, you know, being ninth after being in the conference tournament, I get Viola was in the mix last year. Uh, so was Fresno. Fresno's relatively young last year, so they return everybody. So I get those pieces uh, from the outside looking in when you look at us losing so much, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, there's a lot of unknowns. Um, you know, I, I, it is what it is. Preseason rankings don't mean much. I mean, we. We were 10th last year and uh, finished in the top five for most of the year. So uh, it just gives us a perspective of how much more work we need, and uh, it is what it is. So you guys actually open up tonight at home against Pacific Union, a uh, little exhibition match before the season gets underway. What do you hope to see from the guys tonight, and what have you guys been working on that you would like to see translate to the floor for this evening? You know, our focal point with these two, you know, we get two exhibition games and we did that on purpose just to, you know, get back-to-back -back nights before we open up uh, the following week uh, with back-to-back -back nights. But, you know, for us is uh, seeing how our concepts translate onto the floor. We have nine new guys and so seeing if those concepts transfer with other people and how we look with uh, officials and the adjustments we make with all the rules changes. Uh, making sure that we can keep ourselves out of trouble and uh, you know uh, seeing seeing how consistent we can be with our energy in the gym and, and uh, what I'm trying to get out of these two games is just that how quickly we turn over in a game how quickly we uh, come back the next night uh, and so you know PUC is going to be a pretty good matchup for us tonight. So moving into next week we have the spirit of the sisters conference challenge here at home we, uh, we're going to be playing East Bay and Stanislaus. Kind of give us your thoughts about that tournament opening up before conference. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be, we host it, you know. Um, we're going to host it here, and we're going to honor the sisters, which I think is a great thing. Um, but, you know, East Bay is coming off one of their best years. Uh, Coach Rooney does a phenomenal job there. He's a good friend of mine. Um, and uh, they, they fell short last year, even though they were in the battle for winning that that uh, the CCAA last year, um, but you know they're gonna they're they're gonna be really good. They got a D1 transfer that's pretty good. They returned two guys or three, four guys that are impact players for them. Um, so they'll have some experience under their belt, and it'll be tough. And that's why we wanted to open up with them to see uh, what that looks like. And then of course you know Paul Trevor, who is a really good coach, who was at SF State, really went to the West Regional there, just trying to build Stanislaus. Uh, I think this is the second year uh, trying to turn it over and see what they look like. I got to see them play UCLA last night, um, and, and they don't look too bad. I, I think they're going to be pretty good. Uh, Coach Trevor is a pretty intense guy, also a good friend of mine, very relatable because we're very passionate and intense when it comes to basketball. Uh, so it'll be a great opening weekend for us. Um, yeah, like I said, preseason rankings don't mean much, but, you know, East Bay's third and, and – uh, from that perspective, also, Stanny is 10th. Uh, so we'll see what those matchups look like. Yeah, and uh, obviously, you know, every game that you play is one that you want to win and is a big game. But is, are there any games on the schedule that stand out to you specifically? You know, last year 
you guys played Concordia, uh, top team, ranked number one uh, this year in the preseason poll. Beat them at home, uh, played them tough. Point Loma played them tough, one of the top teams also in the conference last year, and uh, Azusa Pacific as well, beating them once. Um, are there any that stand out to you this year that you are fo- have a focus on? Yeah, the thing about a new year is that it doesn't matter what you've done in the past. I think it's great that the success that our, our team earned last year, we had some big wins uh, for us because we're still trying to really establish ourselves as a team that uh, people should really look at in, in, in the uh, PacWest. Um, there has to be a level of consistency. We've had one good year, even though the year before last, we were two games out of being in the conference tournament, I believe. Um, we're, we're, we're trying to build it, and we're trying to build a culture here that I think is going to be sustainable and helps us win year in, year out. Um, every game's big for us. We try to take it game by game, try not to think ahead, but obviously, you know, <clears throat> we have a really good, solid preseason schedule. Like I mentioned, East Bay, who's ranked third in their conference, who's getting some votes in the top 25. Uh, Stanny, who's no uh, no walk in the park. Um, Coach Trevor will have them uh, ready to go. Uh, coach Clink at Chico, uh, who is uh, a really, really good coach and has a powerhouse over there at Chico. I know they haven't had a good last year or two, but they're always in contention uh, in that CCAA. Um, Monterey Bay, who you know, it's is one of those teams that is is up and coming, and you know they have a new coach, and coach is trying to figure it out. Been there, done that kind of thing, um, and then we have a really great matchup against UC San Diego during the Thanksgiving break at Notre Dame. I mean, they're right now preseason number five in the country, uh, so there's a lot of big games there. You know, there is no walk in the park at our level. I feel uh, every game you have to bring it. Every game you have to bring. Um, uh, a certain level of uh, positive energy uh, to give yourself a chance and that's essentially what we've been trying to teach our kids and teach them to understand every day we're responsible for the energy we bring to the to any room uh, and that energy <clears throat> leads to a certain uh, focus and that focus provides the effort we're looking for that's awesome I want to talk about how last year we recorded the most wins uh, conference wins in the PacWest era since H&U has joined the Pack West with 11, and uh, wanted to get your thoughts on how this year you look to match or improve on that those 11 wins. What are what are your team goals? Um, you know, you just mentioned missing the conference tournament by two games a couple years ago, and then last year making it into the conference tournament. Uh, have you guys established any goals, and just how do you look to match or improve upon last year? You know, being the smallest school in the conference, I think for us it's just again being able to take take steps forwards. Uh, yeah, you never want to say, hey, you always want to be better than the year before, uh, but our, our level, that's never guaranteed. Uh, our conference, once again, is tough, even though we have four or five new head coaches. Uh, Zuzu Pacific has a new coach. Point Loma has a new coach. Notre Dame has a new coach. Academy of Art has a new coach. So it's, it's going to change the dynamic of the conference because those coaches might not bring in what the previous coach brought in. I know uh, Point Loma is is going to change the way they play offense. They're more they were more systematic last year. You know, uh, if coach brings his style from where he was before at, at, at the D three, he's more about pushing the ball and scoring and and so you know, um, the coach over at Azusa Pacific. You know, he was there as an assistant coach for eight years. Coach Leslie did such an amazing job there that uh, you know 
who knows what he's going to implement. And so that's going to be new. And then, of course, you know, uh, one of the alum over at Notre Dame took over for a coach Pua who, who went over to the women's side and we'll see what that looks like. You know, the, the outlier there, I think is uh, coach Waterman and Notre Dame who they're both first time coaches. And so, and actually Azusa Pacific is also a first time coach. So again, it's, it's just different. You have to go through those groin pains as a first year coach. Um, best advice I got as a, as a coach was, uh, when I became a head coach was you don't know much your first five years. And so, uh, it's one of those things to see how well people transition, how well they transition their teams. Um, but our conference is loaded like every year, right? There is no, there is no bad teams. There is no teams where you, hey, you can rest guys. Every night you're going to be in battles. And, and like I said, from the top up, I mean, Concordia's, you know, Concordia and Chaminade, I feel, are the two teams that are, that are really there in contention because... Um, they're really loaded. I mean, Concordia has D1 transfers. Obviously, Andre Green, who was one of uh, our best players last year, transferred there as well to, to be a grad student. Um, and then uh, Coach Bovard does an amazing job at Chaminade. He reloads every year and gets guys that are D1 bounce backs left and right. And so he, he's always uh, uh, he, he's figured out where his niches are with uh, recruiting and what he wants to bring in. Um, and then after that, I mean, we got different people, right? We got Azusa, we have Point Loma, uh, Biola, who now is a full-fledged member all of a sudden, who really, if they were full-fledged members last year, would have been in the conference tournament. Uh, they've, they've added some D1 transfers and a seven-footer out of UCI. So it, it's, it's going to look a lot different, and everyone brings something different to the table. Uh, as I mentioned before, Fresno Pacific, you know, uh, CJ has... Uh, uh, built it with freshmen and so now those freshmen are now juniors and uh so uh nothing but good things can come of that because you've built that program and taking your growing pains and and you try to get to a level where you can actually uh, enjoy the development of your players and i think cj's done that um i feel like biola has one of the best recruiters in west of the mississippi and 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 uh a good friend of mine julius who uh who does a great job there for coach and so they're always going to be pretty good. And again, man, you look at Academy of Art, who's well-funded, and they got good scholarships. You know, Scott's going to be able to bring in some guys. Um, Hilo, who, again, is able to offer certain things. They have two, I believe, one or two Division One bounce backs that are going to be pretty good. Um, and then we got us. Uh, don't count out HPU. You got Dominican and Notre Dame. You know, it's it's our conference is tough. Uh, this level is, is one of the things I've realized is it's no walk in the park at all and so you got to be ready every night yeah definitely no walk in the park and uh after losing a couple of our top offensive guys last year Andre Green and Alonzo Taylor who are you looking to step up this year and kind of take on that new role of offensive uh you know a scorer uh there, I know you have a lot of new guys and just kind of talk about who you feel is going to have a good year for you. Uh, you guy. never know who's going to have a good year. Uh, you know, we've learned to recruit guys that are gym rats, guys that enjoy processes, enjoy the process of growing. Um, you know, Jules is a grad. Uh, this is his grad year. Uh, we're hoping he can carry some of the load early. Uh, Rob Fuller, who is our returning backup uh, point guard, who really could have been a starter last year, to be honest, but, uh, you know, Kevante Davis was such a huge asset for us and had one more year under his belt and understood that better. Uh, but Rob's doing an amazing job right now of figuring out uh, not only just being a leader, but also just figuring out how he's going to get involved. 
Um, we also have Cam Finney who returns. He's a sophomore, and I think Cam is going to hopefully have a good year for us. We're kind of playing with him in different positions right now, uh, so we'll see where where he settles in. And then, you know, uh, the outlier for us is kind of Xavier. Xavier Harris, our 6'9 big, who I feel has so much tremendous upside in his last year, and though, you know, this is his last hurrah, so we'll see what what comes of that. You know, I feel like he's at his healthiest he's been since he's been here, which is great. And so we just want to make sure that uh, that we progress him. And so, you know, those are the returners that, that we kind of have in mind. And, you know, Fabian Arciniega, who is entering his third year, you know, we're hoping that he can grow a little bit this year and get better and understand uh, what the needs of the program are. But contrary to that, I mean, we have some, I feel like we've had a really good recruiting class this year. Um, you know, we brought in Andre's brother, Aiden Green, who comes from uh, William Penn Division One NAIA school that's always top five in the country. So last two years he's been there. Um, we we also brought in a really good scorer. Um, I feel is a really good scorer in Justin Chambers, who, you know, it was kind of a blessing in disguise for us because he was a scoring guard his first year in JUCO and then his second year got moved to the point guard spot. And so I knew about him and I knew and understood uh, what he brought to the table. And so uh, he's, he's had some really good practices. Um, Zamarie Odom, who uh, played for a good friend of mine, Scott, over at College of Marin, uh, who was at UC Santa Barbara prior to that. He's a really high IQ kid, 6'5", big guard, uh, can score the ball at all three levels. Um, you know, learning the system, trying to figure out how he's going to fit in. Um, you know, we brought in Mitch Lollier, who is a kind of a, a dark horse in a sense because he's an, he's an Air Force veteran. He's, he's a little bit older than the rest of the guys. His leadership ability stood out right from the get-go. And I love his tenacity, both on the defense and offensive side of the ball. He doesn't back down from anything. And so that, that allows us to be able to do some things there. Um, we brought in Justice DeCourcy, 6'7", kid out of uh, uh, Southern California in Moore Park. Um, he's, he's been a surprise for us in the post because he has tremendous footwork. And he's really good, crafty inside, passes really well inside. And so um, I think that's going to help. And then, you know, Bimnet Teko out of uh, Sweden, who uh, comes out of uh, Billy Ofo's program at Mendocino. Uh, he's a spot-up shooter uh, alongside Tommy Edwards, who is uh, coached over, uh, at, uh, was player over at American River College uh, with my good friend, Coach Lorente. And uh, he's a guy that can, can put the ball in the hole, uh, but we're asking him right now to be a, 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 a shooter. And then, you know, we brought in uh, two retro kids that I think are going to be really good in the future. Um, LJ, L, uh, LJ Smith uh, out of ARC as well. Lefty, 6'4 point guard. We're trying to conserve him a little bit for this year. I think he can play this year, but, you know, we need to bulk him up a little bit. And then we see out Rob and allows us to have some experience there, a guy that's been under the program and still has his eligibility left. And Anthony Simone, who's another big man, 6'7", that I think is really good inside and gives us some, uh, gives us some opportunities to, uh, to, uh, to get some inside-out action. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you what, uh, you know, Anthony Dennis, who happened to be a guy that literally at the end of the year we ended up swooping, um, I think is, is interesting that we ended up landing him in the sense of, uh, you know, he was getting a lot of looks and then nothing came of it. Um, uh, Blake called me over at Monterey Peninsula. I was really surprised that we still available. 
Um, but at 6'2", 6'3", he was the number one rebounding guard in the state of California at 10.7 rebounds. And by the way, he averaged 19 points a game. So here's a kid that averaged a double-double uh, last year in junior college, and we ended up landing him. So, so we have some great pieces. Um, it doesn't just magically happen, unfortunately. So I feel like our depth is a little bit better than last year. Um, we're smaller at certain positions, but I think we're bigger at the right positions. Uh, and so, you know, this is why these two games are so important for us. I want to see what different lineups look like. I want to see what guys do in certain situations. Uh, I want to see who fits the mold of what we're looking for. And so uh, I'm excited about this group. This group has been hungry since they stepped on this campus. Uh, you know, and so uh, I, I think uh, I think we'll surprise some people this year, and uh, you know we look forward to the opportunity to compete. Yeah, that's awesome. You talk a little bit about the mold of what you're looking for, and I know you're big on culture and philosophy. Um, what exactly is your team culture? I know you have the one word that you use. Uh, what is that word this year, and how have you been implementing that into your practices and your weights and in the classroom and all that stuff so far? And how are the guys responding to that one word that you have? Well, the one word is not created by me. That's the good thing. Uh, that is something that uh, we go through a process of, of getting them to think really about what this group is about. And... Uh, you know, we hint to them what's, what's, what we're going to need to really get the job done this year. But like I said, for us, as I mentioned to you before, it really is about positive energy. You know, I always tell our guys in our gym, we're responsible for the energy. The fans are not. We got to give our fans something to cheer about, and we have to give our fans something that they can be proud of. Uh, so we, we take pride in that. So it always starts with positive energy. And, uh, and that positive energy creates a focus for us that if you have that focus with positive energy in mind, I think it creates the effort you're looking for. So we're always about energy, focus, effort. Um, and, and that's really important in our program to make sure that that is happening on a daily basis. You know, uh, I feel the players nowadays have so much more white noise around them than when I was a player and we have to be able to make those adjustments. I, I have to be able to acknowledge that and help them understand that that white noise and what it does for them. And so my job is to provide the educational resources for them to understand what is needed in order to create that positive energy because, uh, you know, I said it in a previous podcast, but, you know, we, we, we get about 80% uh, of our thoughts are, are negative. And uh, that's about 56,000 thoughts that are negative each day. And so whatever we feed is gonna grow. And so we need to understand that we need to work really hard at being positive. And it's hard, and it's hard, and sometimes it's weird, to be honest, because uh, I don't know if other teams notice or, you know, but when you try to be positive, it's kind of the weird thing to do. And we really wanna make sure that it's a safe space to be positive and be po not, not, not only just be positive when things are going your way, more importantly, learning to be positive when you get punched in the mouth. And I don't mean that literally, I mean that when you face adversity, it's important to remain positive. And that requires work every day and recognition and accountability amongst ourselves, um, which is why they decided their one word was gonna be work. That every day we are blessed enough to be in a position to do what we love. They get to be student athletes 
In basketball, they're part of the 3.5% that get to play intercollegiate athletics. So that's a blessing in itself. <clears throat> With that said, they get to do a job that they love to do. So every day they got to do the work. And the work is being a student athlete. It doesn't mean just get in the gym. It doesn't mean get in the weight room. It doesn't mean just practice. It means how you treat others. You got to put in the work. Relationship building, you got to put in the work. How you do in the classroom, you got to put in that work. And I think it's so important to be very holistic about that approach because you can't pick and choose what you want to be good at. You're either working at at everything and being intentional and having purpose, or you're going to get lost in trying to turn it on and turn it off. And with these things, you can't turn on and turn off who you're going to be and we have to practice every day. So uh, I was really excited to have them choose their one word as work and what it meant to them. And I feel like it's going to really drive them this year. You know, you talk a lot about energy and, and hard work and um, just this year, to kind of wrap things up. What do you what do you ask of the fans? What's the message that you have for them um, for the home games? You know, last year, the environment um, was really, really upbeat. It was always a fun time in Tobin Gym. Um, you know, this year with all these new guys and kind of being able to mesh everything together like you've been talking about. Um, you know, what is it that you want the fans to know going into the season and what's kind of the message that you have for them? Well, I've always been very thankful. I think Hawk Nation uh, is amazing. Uh, we've had some great support um, and the energy in there, uh, you know, that it, that is given by our fans has been great. Um, you know, we, we want you to come out. We want you to enjoy uh, the product that we're going to put on the floor. Uh, we want you to know that every night we're going to show up and compete, do the work that is required to give ourselves a chance every night. And uh, I can live with the outcome if we know that every day we come with that. So, again, come and uh, be our crazy selves and uh, be able to uh, get out there and, and give our, our visiting teams, uh, let them feel us. And that's one thing we've been really good in our home court advantage is that our, fan, our visiting teams feel our fans and they, they feel them breathing down uh, on top of them. And that's the kind of environment we want to create in our Hawk Nation uh, with when visiting teams come here. Right. Thank you, Coach, for coming on today. Uh, tonight they play against Pacific Union at home here in Toba Gym, 7.30. And then tomorrow night they play California Marymar University, also at 7.30. Hawk Nation, come out and support. Get behind our guys this year, and Coach, we're looking forward to a great year. Thanks for coming on. Thanks again, Drew. Hog Nation, stay tuned, because when we come back, you will hear about what happened during the previous week with some other sports. Welcome back to episode four of the Hot Cast. To give you a recap of last week, we turn our attention to the men's and women's soccer as they had senior day and played the final home match of the season against Notre Dame Dana Muir this past Saturday. Although the women had a 3-2 lead at halftime, they ended up tying with Notre Dame 3-3 in double overtime. Abby Alexander had two goals in the match and three total last week. On the men's side of things, they fell just short in the final minute of the match with a score of 3-2. Josiah Romero had a goal and an assist in the match. He finished this past week with three goals and was named Pac West Player of the Week. 
For men's golf, this past Friday, senior Zach McClure was named PacWest Men's Golfer of the Week for the third time this fall out of the four tournaments that he played in. Moving forward, women's basketball opens up the season next Tuesday at Menlo College in an exhibition game. Tip-off is set for 7 p.m. As stated earlier in the podcast, the men open up at home tonight for an exhibition game against Pacific Union. Tip-off is set for 7.30 p.m. If you can't make it tonight, tomorrow night they play California Marymar also at 7.30. So be sure to come down to Tobin Gym and root our guys on. Hawk Nation, that is all we have for you this week on Episode 4 of the Hotcast. I'm your host, Drew Gorder, and be sure to stay tuned as we sit down with women's basketball head coach Dave Cavell next week. Go Hawks!